The show on Thursday night, February 24th, was in Piscataway, New Jersey, but it might have been in New York or Indianapolis or anywhere. Where Caitlin Clark is, that's the show. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDonald, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Bet Online. Football may be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where to find the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, I'm Howard McDonald. I'm very excited to be chatting with you about women's basketball, specifically a figure within women's basketball who matters, who matters now and is going to matter for many, many years to come. And that is Iowa's Caitlin Clark. I had the opportunity to talk to Caitlin, along with her head coach, Lisa Bluter, and her teammate, Monica Zanano, the most efficient big in the nation. And I'm going to share that with you. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about what makes Clark so great. Caitlin Clark is, without a doubt, a scorer you have seen on SportsCenter. A lot of people use that as... Mark against her. Oh, she's all sizzle, no steak, right? That's really not borne out by the facts in any conceivable way. Uh, Something you should consider with Caitlin Clark is that while she is averaging 27.5 points per game, she's doing it on 45.8% field goal shooting from, from the field. This is despite the fact that she is number one on every single scouting report when teams face Iowa. She gets to the line 7.4 times per game and makes 87.4% of them. She is highly efficient. Even after a difficult start shooting-wise to her season from three, she's up to 32.6%. I've told you about this in prior shows. Do not worry about Caitlin Clark's three-point shooting. She was over 40% from three last year. But this is the thing that gets me about Caitlin Clark, despite all that scoring. Her assist percentage is 45.5%. She was 40.1 last year. Very impressive. Top 10 in the country as a freshman. Ridiculous. She's number one in the country. She is distilled offense. She is number one in finding players on her team, and she is number one, again, in points per game herself. There is a reason why Iowa is the number one offense points per 100 possessions this year, and we're number two 
last year. And they have a lot of good players. Iowa is not only Caitlin Clark. You'll hear from Monica. She's coming back next year. That is a big deal, by the way. Having Zanano return is going to matter for their depth, for somebody who is capable of scoring. But right behind her, let's say she decided to turn pro. Addison O'Grady is a player. Backup center, tremendous reach, a block percentage, 6.5%. That's quadruple what Monica's done any year. That's no knock on Monica. She's a different type of player. But O'Grady is a two-way player. O'Grady's going to be really good. McKenna Warnock, really good shooter. Gabby Marshall, terrific. This is a good Iowa team. This is an Iowa team that <laughs> Lisa Bluter, their head coach, talked about they were an A offensively and an F offensive, uh, defensively last year. She said, we just need to be a C plus, is what she told me at the start of the year. Well, they went from 338 out of 349 last year, defensive efficiency, to 237 out of 356 this year. Sounds a lot like a C plus. They made the Sweet 16 last year. How much better can they be this year? How far can they go? Would it shock me if they are joining us in Minneapolis when I get there along with many other media members? No, it would not. Not when you've got Caitlin Clark. And so I want to talk about this last before I turn things over to our conversation. 6.05 left in the game. Rutgers had gotten it to within three. We're at the Rutgers Athletic Center. A beautiful place to see a basketball game. We're down to three, two, one second left on the shot clock. Caitlin Clark just tilts her body away, heaves a long contested three. Nothing but net. Tim Eatman, after the game, talked about it, the Rutgers coach. Great players make great plays, is how he put it. Back to six. Next position. Iowa, right back to the rim. Clark, spin move. She draws the foul. Scores again next time in the lane. Suddenly it's 73-65. A contested three. Clark is up to 28. But she doesn't stop there. You're not looking at a player who heat checks at that point. She's a sophomore in college. That would be entirely understandable. (laughs) She doesn't make decisions like that. Instead, she just feeds Monica. Again, on the next possession, just this impossible angle to Zanano, right? Suddenly, it's 81-74. Less than a minute to go. Rutgers hung tough in this one. That team did not give up this year. That team struggled, particularly at the offensive end, but Rutgers played hard, and maybe their best game of the year against Iowa. Five-point game, 37 seconds to go. McKenna Warnock is along the baseline. I don't even know how Caitlin Clark saw her from near half court. Just this floating find with 37 seconds left. Warnock finishes. Helps put it away. Rutgers comes back to the other end. They miss. Clark gets the rebound. 
Clark gets the rebound, right? Oh, she's the best scorer in the country. She's the best distributor in the country. That's great. What about a 12.4% rebounding percentage? You know, that, that's what forwards put up. She's at 20.7% of the available defensive rebounds. How? How? How is that possible? With everything else she does. Finished it with free throws. Iowa wins. Caitlin Clark was the plus-minus leader. She's a winning player. Now, all this said, by the way, all this said, Aaliyah Boston probably has a better argument for player of the year. We'll get into it. We're going to be talking about this a lot in the coming weeks. What I hate with every fiber in my being are the people who are trying to tell us we can only enjoy Caitlin Clark and write about Caitlin Clark or only enjoy Aaliyah Boston and write about Aaliyah Boston. These are two generational talents in dramatically different ways. Now, I've talked about Boston on this program many times. I will do it many times in the future. God willing, if I am here for many years to come, Aaliyah Boston is going to be a major subject. So is Caitlin Clark. These are two generational talents, and we get to enjoy them both. Let's enjoy them both. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Caitlin Clark, with Monica Zanano, head coach Lisa Bluter. I was joined by fellow media members, Adam Zagoria, the great Pepper Pursley. This is Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Howard Mendel. All right, um, we'll go ahead and get started with the opening statement from Coach Lisa Bluter. We've got her here, Caitlin Clark in the middle, and Monica Sonano at the other end. Um, tremendous job by Rutgers tonight, and we knew we could not take this game easily. We knew what was at stake for us. We win, we get a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. Um, we knew that Rutgers had just gotten better and better as the year gone on, just offensively had gotten better, and they certainly played very, very well. Um, for a team that's only won a couple of games, to be able to play that hard at the end of the year is pretty impressive. But, um, you know, I thought we did some things well. As Also, Monica, 10 for 11 from the field. I mean, that's incredible. I couldn't do that with no defense on me. I mean, that's <laughs> amazing. Um, Caitlin tri- uh, flirted with a triple-double. Um, McKenna, you know, five for nine from three-point range. Um, I thought Tommy went in and did some nice things for us. So, um, you know, a couple things. Obviously, we're disappointed in is the way we boxed out and the way we turned over the ball early in the game. We cleaned it up in the second half, thank goodness. All right, we'll go ahead and open it for questions. Um, free for all. All right, um, I guess I'll start. So, um, I just um, – you know, having this is a tough road game, and you just came off of um, two tough games. Talk about um, what it says about your team to be able to pull out one today. You know, I think it shows some mental toughness because, first of all, you're playing on the road on their senior night, and there's a lot of seniors there. Um, And second of all, you know, we are coming off of two great games, two wins against the top ten team in Indiana. And then you're going on the road, and and everybody can be lulled into looking at their 
at their um, record and see they've only won two games, and that can mentally kind of not give you as much preparation. And I'm proud of our team for for prepping for this game because um, it was an incredibly meaningful game, and it did, did give us the double bye. So we're excited about that and have the opportunity to play for a Big Ten championship on Sunday. Coach uh, Howard Magdalton, it's good to see you in person. Thank you. Um, the last minute of the game, obviously. People talked about Caitlin's scoring and you know shooting from the field so much, but you saw you know a, a critical rebound, a critical steal to help seal the game, a couple of free throws where she obviously excelled, but even just that pass to McKenna with about 37 seconds to go, it's not that wasn't a normal basketball play. Can you just kind of take me through <laughs> all the different ways she manages to impact the game beyond her scoring from the field? I mean, that's what the thing is, is people all recognize Caitlin for she's a leading scorer in the country. Well, yeah, but she leads the country in assists, too. And not only that, she's our number one rebounder. And, um, I mean, she's, she's one of our best free throw shooters as well. So she impacts the game in so many different ways um, that people sometimes just get fixated on that scoring where it's other things as well. And you're right, that pass to McKenna, well, I'm saying McKenna should be a center fielder, though, <laughs> because that was an unbelievable catch, great hands, um, and McKenna, you know, converted it. That was, that was beautiful. I mean, it put us up double possessions, so that was good. But just a real quick follow-up on the passing. You know, you've had no shortage of great point guards mm-hmm. in this program. Um, you know, Kathleen Doyle had an assist percentage for senior year of 36 and change. Uh, Kaylin came in tonight at 47 which is a number that no one's done in Iowa and almost no one has done in the last 10 years. Like, what is that? Where do you find those extra, um, those extra assists? If you, you, know. you know, I think it's just the philosophy of our program. First of all, we have really good post players, and post players give you a lot of assists. Mm-hmm. So that helps. You know, Kathleen Doyle had Megan Gustafson, the National Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's the philosophy of we're always looking for that, and we celebrate the assist. In practice, we... We, we never celebrate the basket, we celebrate the assist. And I think it's that mentality of always knowing how important that assist is. And, um, yeah, I think that they buy into it. Caitlin, do you, Adam Zagoria from the New York Times, mm-hmm. you, do you feel like, I saw Kevin Durant made these comments that you're playing the game at a different speed mm-hmm. than everyone else. Do you feel sort of down the stretch and in those moments that you're, that you are playing at a different speed and the game kind of slows down for you? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, sometimes I'm almost playing too fast in a way. Um, I think once I really, like, settle in and let the game come to me, that's when I'm at my best. But, yeah, I think I can almost see the game a step ahead, and that's kind of, like, what sets me sets me apart and helps me really get to my spots on the floor and, and know what I need to do. I think I see my teammates a, a step ahead, and that's what makes the, the pass to them um, a little easier for myself. But, yeah, I think... Um, the game is pretty fast for me. I like to play fast. That's how we like to play. So I think it's just finding that balance, and that's kind of something I've tried to, to figure out. But, yeah, I think I, I always like to be thinking a step ahead, thinking a step ahead of the defense because I think that just puts me in a position to be more successful. And, Monica, how, how much easier does it make the game for you when she draws two or three defenders and you're wide open? Yeah, I mean, there were even some passes tonight where there was no, not a single defender on me. Like, that's the highest percentage <laughs> shot in all of basketball. Like, I can't ask for anything more than that. And I've just been so lucky. Like, your question, great point guards. Like, I've gotten to play with Caitlin. I've gotten to play with Kathleen. I've gotten to play with Tanaya. Like, I just have been blessed to have great point guards all the time, and they all have really great court vision. And like Kaylin said, Kaylin throws passes sometimes like around the defender where she knows I'm going to be, mm-hmm. like on the cuts. Like that's something that you almost you can't even teach, really. Like you do, that's just court awareness and IQ. So that's really cool to see, and it's it sets me up for the highest percent shot.
Kaylin, as far as the defensive end goes, you know, you have five steals today. I know mm -hmm. this has been something that was a major focus during the offseason, during the season. Mm -hmm. Where do you think your defense is? Where do you want it to get to? Yeah, I think there's obviously still a few things that I could have done better tonight. I think I could have guarded ball screens a little better, but um, they were trying to slow down the game, especially in the first half. So I, knew, I wanted to help us pick it up a little bit and kind of, I mean, they were taking basically the whole shot clock, and that's not really how we like to play. So um, I think we knew what they were going to run, and kind of I was trying to shoot the gaps and kind of pick off two seals, and I think I got two on those in the first half. And, you know, I think just being long, I think sometimes people underestimate how long my arms are, and, um, I think I just read eyes well, honestly, and it's not like I'm this outstanding defender. I would not say I'm – obviously, Gabby, Kate, those are the best defenders on our team. And, um, yeah, I think I was just kind of in the right place at the right time tonight. But, yeah, it's always something I'm trying to improve on, and I still have a lot a lot of growth areas as well. And then, Coach, just from a defensive standpoint, when we talked at the start of the year, you said, you know, the offense has to be where it was last year. It is and then some. Um, defensively, you said something like, I think, a C-plus, <laughs> right? Yep. It, you know, you were 338 out of 349 efficiency last year. You're in the, uh, the low 200s. I yeah. mean, is that where it needs to be? I mean, I think that's huge improvement. And so I'm, I'm really proud of I think they bought in this summer when we were really working on it. I think they understand the importance of it. I mean, last year we were in the Sweet 16 with, you know, like I've said, you know, A, a offense and F defense. And so all we had to do, we were, ne we're never going to be an A defensive team. That's not our philosophy. I don't think you can be great at everything. And we want to be a really good offensive team. And so we just needed improvement. And we've done that this year. So I think it's going to bode well for us. And then just in a related question with Addison O'Grady and the fact that she can come in and give some block shots, some rim protection, is that part of what's changed the equation as well? I think it's. Um, I think we we tweak some things, and I think that those have been good adjustments for us. Um, but I think Addie O'Grady does a great job when she comes in. She's the tallest woman on our lineup, and she does alter things around the rim a little bit. Um, but I think you know Gabby really takes pride in, in in taking on their best offensive player, and she takes a lot of you know that that's her thing, and so that that's helpful too. And then oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. When Kevin Durant made those comments about you, what what was your reaction, and have you? Yeah, I, we've never talked in person. I've actually, I've only met him in person one time, and it was at Nike Nationals. And honestly, I kind of regret it because I was too busy celebrating with my team, and I like just took the trophy from him and like ran back over there. But no, um, I've I've texted with him quite a bit, and you know, he's not only just a big fan of me, but a, a big fan of the women's game, and that's what you love to see. He's a huge supporter, so I have a lot of respect for him. And um, yeah, I mean, I think. I think he's a tremendous guy, and he doesn't just talk about it. He really shows that he really loves the game. And um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I I honestly looked up to see if the Nets played yesterday when we got here, and they actually played tonight. So yeah. it didn't. I was gonna oh, ask her, but it didn't work out too well. But it's all. Uh, I think he texted me. How oh, he texted me recently? I don't know what it was about, but. Um, maybe his new shoe, the Ant Pearl shoes that are coming out. I was like, I need those. So he told me he was going to send me them, but we'll see if I get them. That would be nice. Those pink ones, those are those are cool. Yeah. And when people make comparisons to Steph Curry and stuff, what, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just want her to be the best women's basketball player out there, and I think that's a compliment. You know, anytime you're compared with somebody that's so great at the game and such an offensive player, that's tremendous. But I just wanted to focus on, I mean, there's so many good women that have been in our game that we can compare to. Sabrina Inescu and Sue Bird, and, I mean, those, you know, those are people that I'd like to compare to as well. Can I just ask, in terms of the player of the year conversation, there's a lot of back and forth, you know, you and Leah mm -hmm. are 
the names that are most prominently mentioned, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. You're such different players. Mm -hmm. There's there's so many different things you do. Coach, I guess I'll, I'll ask you, you know, if you were making the case for Caitlin, how would you make it? What you know, what is the separator in your mind? Well, first of all, I think Ali is a tremendous player, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of tremendous players in women's basketball. But the reason that I think Caitlin deserves a player of the year is she has so much impact on the game. She has so much um, control of the ball. I mean, she's got the ball in her hands almost all the time. It's not like, you know, when you're an inside player, you're kind of waiting for the, you know, somebody to get you the ball. But she's got um, that, you know, she's, kind of, she's helping us in so many ways, scoring, assists, rebounding. Um, and so to me, she just impacts the game more because of the position that she plays. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think she deserves player of the year is because she impacts our game so very much. And that, you know, people can really concentrate on her too, you know. And you got South Carolina, you got five All-Americans out there. It's kind of hard to concentrate just on one player. Kaylin, um, I just wanted to ask about your um, off-the-ball movement. I, I saw that today and that was really kind of yeah, I think that's kind of something that I've had to get better at, honestly. And I think playing USA basketball this summer, I, play, I didn't play the point guard position, which was kind of different for me. And I think cutting harder this year is something I've really focused on, is like cutting to get the ball back and, and moving. And I think especially in that fourth quarter, you saw me cutting hard. I kind of curled on one screen to get to the basket. My teammates found me on the block quite a bit. I thought I, I posted up kind of well. And um, there's just so many different things you can do in our offense because it's a read and react. People don't really know the actions that you're going to do. So um, I think moving hard, cutting hard, but also having that change of speed is something I'm still learning, and um, that just makes you harder to defend. So, yeah, I think it's something I'm, I've worked on, and I, I can still improve as well. Karen, what's your relation? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, um, Monica, I was just wondering, um, just talk a little bit about being that double body with the yeah, that's huge, especially last year playing four games to get to the championship. You you really sorry. Last year playing four games to get to the championship. I mean, we all really felt that. And so just having that extra buy, um, I mean it's it's a separator. It's huge and it, knowing that we're gonna go in, get to play against some of the top competition right off the right off the bat is is awesome and I think we're just really, really thankful. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Can you just talk about your relationship with Paige Beckers mm -hmm. and are you hoping she's comes back and maybe yeah well I think I saw right before I honestly got here that she's coming back this Friday so I'm, I'm super excited for her and I've honestly texted with her a, a few times and I'm going to text her before she plays and you know she's super good for the women's game she brings so much attention to it she's been a good friend of mine for a while now I remember the first time I saw her in a gym in Ames Iowa and she was the, that exact same player that she is today and um, you know, we stay good friends, and, um, you know, she's just so good for the women's game and tremendous player, and I, I can't wait to see her back on the court, and I know she's going to come back stronger than ever, and um, I've just been encouraging her, and, um, yeah, I'm excited, so. I know the WNBA is a year off, but for both of you, what do, what do you think about the two of them going in the same draft and also just the rule that the women have to wait until their junior year and the men can go after one? Well, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I love the rule. I'm glad, you know, and plus, you know, I don't think we should be enticing the women to leave the game early because they don't make the money that the men do. I mean, I understand why the men jump in right away when you're making that much money, certainly. But when you're, you know, not making that much money um, and now with NIL, you can make money by staying in college and maybe even more than jumping into the league right away. Mm -hmm. Is that how you feel, kind of? Yeah, certainly. I mean, obviously, I don't have a choice. I'm going to be here for four years, yeah. and I don't think that's going to change for a while from things I've read and whatnot. But honestly, I love 
being here at the University of Iowa. I love playing with Mon and um, she's coming back next year. Thank God yeah. I convinced her. But no, I'm super excited and I think this offense and this just this program and the culture is just so perfect for me and perfect for everybody on this team. And um, you know, obviously we want to win a lot more games. So um, I have no reason to leave here. So I mean, obviously that's my dream down the road. But for now, I'm I'm really happy where I am. I've got two more quick ones if I could. Go ahead, uh, Monica. Just in terms of your return, um, how much was the chance to play against your sister again next year, uh, playing a part in your decision to come back? Yeah, I mean. That is probably the coolest thing that basketball has given me and her is the ability to be able to play out our dreams and also our dreams have brought us together and actually playing against each other. I think that's really cool. That was a huge part. I think where I am, like Kim was just saying, was an even bigger part, honestly, just knowing how, how well this program fits me and how well it shapes each and every one of us into great young women. And it just is so perfect. I'm so happy to ask you to come back, and I'm so happy to be coming back. That's a tough decision. Congratulations. Yeah. And Coach, I just wanted you, your shirt with Vivian and Carolyn mm-hmm. and Kofi. Yeah. Um, you just talked about, you know, where you came from, why you're wearing it tonight especially. Yeah, well, I mean, because of Vivian. I mean, Coach Stringer and I have known each other for since the 80s. I mean, a long time. Um, you know, when I was at um, St. Ambrose, my first job, she was at the University of Iowa, and I would come over and work her camps. And, you know, we'd talk basketball after camps and have chalk talk sessions. And I remember she took me home in her Mercedes one night uh, <laughs> back to my dorm uh, that I was staying at on the campus at Iowa. Um, and, and just a lot of things. I mean, I, I, like, I, my husband was in a really bad accident. Vivian was the first person that reached out. She was the first coach that called me. Um, so she's been very special and obviously um, – you know, we have a connection with Dr. Christine Grant. She hired both of us. Um, was one of the best pioneers for women's athletics in the country. Um, you know, and she, and she laid the groundwork for the program. You know, I don't know if our program would be where it is today if it wasn't for Coach Stringer. So the shirt was made um, by my assistant coach, Raina Harmon, and recognizes all the um, black women that have been in the Final Four, and I'm very proud to wear it tonight. Coach, could you just kind of give the Cliffs Notes version of Caitlin's recruitment? And I heard you you guys went to like 6 a.m. workouts to watch <laughs> her and recruit her. <laughs> what did you have to do to, to get her and how, you know, how yeah. stiff was the competition? Well, I mean, everybody wanted her. I mean, right? I mean, everybody in the country wanted Caitlin. We, we were fortunate geographically. <laughs> I mean, she is a homebody. She's a family person. She was going to stay close. And that helped us immensely. Uh, but it did allow us to go to those 6 a.m. Coach Jensen would go over to those 6 a.m. Dowling open gyms that they had and show up. And I think, uh, you know, Coach Jensen was very persistent. She's our associate head coach. She was very persistent. And, um, you know, we, we traveled. You know, she lives 90 minutes away, and yet we flew to Bangkok to see her play in, in the USA basketball. And so eight bugs. Eight bugs, yeah. <laughs> Coach Jensen in the market, eight bugs. And, yeah, so. What kind of bugs? Oh, they're like some fried seasons. Oh, yeah. They, you know, they have those street markets in Thailand. Yeah. So they came over for, I, I think, think some it was like a beetle, I think. Yeah. Some kind of fried beetle. You're only there for like 24 hours. Oh, we saw two games. Two, 48 yeah, hours. So, yeah. But yeah, that's some dedication right yeah, there. Yeah, I know. And nothing's I changed. Know. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Oh, go ahead. I one more. Have one more. Um, growing up playing on with the boys' team. Yeah. Um, what was that like? And did some other coaches complain about that or yeah any good stories from that <laughs> yeah there's quite a few well obviously first of all I was super competitive and I cried every time I lost um I'm, I know that's shocking obviously but no I mean I think that's really ma- what made me who I am today I mean I grew up playing not only basketball with the boys but soccer with the boys my dad coached me and 
Um, there was some some parents in the league that were mad a girl was playing with the bo- playing boys basketball, which is crazy to believe, but that's just what they were. And I, they were mad I won MVP of the league, but no, <laughs> I I think that's and I grew up with two brothers. I grew up with a bunch of cousins that were boys, so I just got pushed around um, like no other. And I I really think that's what made me who I am today, and just had to compete with bigger, stronger, faster. So. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. Thank you.